Listener discretion is always advised. You want to hear another conspiracy theory that yeah. you probably don't know is going to blow your mind? Let's do it. The day before 9-11. Uh, br bruh, bruh, Rogan, Rogan, hey, dude, hey, man, this is a low-budget, self-promoted, self-prepared podcast. I don't know if I have the liability cost to run this statement, but fuck them. Let's go. You want to hear another conspiracy theory that yeah. you probably don't know is going to blow your mind? Let's do it. The day before 9-11, the day before the attacks, Rumsfeld gave a press conference where he talked about trillions of dollars missing. The day. Then a plane slams into the very part of the building where they were doing the accounting. Blows up half the fucking building of the Pentagon. Blows up a wall. Donald Rumsfeld was on, where was it, the White House lawn? Listen to this. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. <laughs> That's fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, again, somebody told you that literally, like, right before 9-11 happened, they said they, they couldn't track $2.3 trillion. That's fucking impossible. You'd go, no, that didn't happen. That's fucking impossible. That did not happen, but it did happen. You want to hear another conspiracy theory? Oh, Rogan, come on, man. You know this is a Justice in the Peace podcast production already owned, already licensed, already a baby brother of legacy media entertainment and you know, once again, I do have to uh, try to remind you guys, if it plays right, that... um. This is for masters, this technique. <sighs> Saturday. How you doing, motherfuckers? You really thought I stopped. I know you didn't think I dropped the ball. I told you that the content was coming. More than ever. Now, let's go ahead and just lean right in to what the fuck is going on in this country right now. And it's not necessarily pretty, but it's not ugly. You know, it's always a good thing when we can have constructive conversations and not only that, constructive criticisms about the things that it is that we agree with and also the things that it is that we do not. It kind of sounds a little bit like this. It's not transphobic to acknowledge how women deserve respect, how we deserve safety, how we deserve fairness. We deserve our keeping our dignity. It's not transphobic to say that. Um, it, it's not transphobic to say that you can't change your sex. Sex is down to a chromosomal level, and that's not something that can be changed, and that matters in sports. Your biology, that sports is the one area where that your sexual chromosomes matter. Um, and again, I'll, I'll echo Harley's message as well as you're not alone. The overwhelming majority of people regarding this issue of fairness in women's sports agree that having men in women's sports is wrong and that it's unfair and it's a violation to, again, our privacy and rights to safety as women. Um, so that would be my message to be bold, be empowered, and before anything, stand firm in the truth, biological truth. Are you transphobic, Riley? That is simply not true. 
Do you hold anything against transgendered persons? Absolutely not. I agree Leah Thomas was following the rules set in place by the NCAA, and I have no problem with Leah Thomas. Um, I, I do believe there's a bit of selfishness and narcissism and entitlement surrounding this person in regards to the utter disregard that Thomas displayed for us in these situations. But I have no animosity towards Thomas. My problem is the NCAA. My problem is the Biden administration pushing a rewrite of Title IX. That is my problem, and that's why I'm here. That's why this issue has become political for me, because I realize that legislation is the way you curb these things. Um, I, I can't believe it's come to this, but I have no hate in my heart f towards anyone, even the, the protesters who mobbed me. The first thing that I did was prayed for them. Um, I saw the soullessness, the vengeance, the violence in their eyes, and they do it in the name of love and inclusion and acceptance and tolerance and welcoming and embracing diversity, but they did not embrace my diverse thought. Um, that to me was what hate looked like. Nothing in my heart is hateful. How about the NCAA? Did, did the NCAA embrace your diversity? Tell, tell, me, tell me what uh, attempts that the NCAA made to accommodate you and other female swimmers who felt uncomfortable sharing an open locker room with a biological male? Nothing. They actually made us feel guilty for feeling as if we were uncomfortable. Um, time and time again, that's what we saw. There was even a group of girls who uh, undressed in the janitor's closet. They changed clothes in the janitor's closet because they felt more comfortable undressing in that environment than they did undressing next to someone with male gaze. And were they doing that because they were transphobic? They were doing it because they were violated. Tell me how they were violated. I think two, three, four years ago, if a man claims the identity of simply saying they are a woman, walks into a locker room, a DA would follow this man into a locker room, arrest him, and he's charged with sexual harassment, voyeurism, indecent exposure, and the list goes on. But this was celebrated. This was encouraged. Leah Thomas was then nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year, which is an award that I was also nominated for. But when I saw the full list of nominees and saw that NCAA Woman of the Year was not exclusive to just women, the award was immediately devalued and meaningless to me. That's how they were honoring this, rather than making us feel reassured in our feelings that this was wrong. When you accommodate men time and time again, refusing to accommodate women, we call that misogyny. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. You are motherfucking welcome. Mr. I don't know what your name is, but thank you for that exchange. I mean, right now, where it is that we sit in this country is something so confusing to where sometimes I see people actually questioning the reality which they know that they sit in. And that makes no sense to me because we all understand that your sexual practices are exactly that. You are practicing something that fulfills a sexual need. It has just now been in a moment in this culture to where it is so profitable. And these, and I hate to say these, but most humans won't recognize exactly how trending movements are because you know for a while it was disabled people and then after that it was black people and then after that it was hispanic people in between there some some kind of way there was blind people also but what i'm saying is every single one of these corporations if you look it up over time they piggyback any fucking movement 
that they think that they can make any money off of. And it just so happens that five different five different sexual prefer preferences have gotten together and created like a a justice league i hate to say it but some sort of a uh 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 rainbow league of of sexual practices that make so much money to where every single industry is willing to cower and bow down for a little bit of pink money now in every single group there's always good and bad and there's always going to be good and bad in every single group no matter what or who it is that you talk to but what we need to understand or what i would like for us to understand is that the stereotypical bullshit that has always been placed on black people is exactly that it is stereotypical Everybody that you meet ain't ghetto, but some people are. And everybody, everybody black that you meet ain't ghetto, I should say, but some people are. And everybody white that you meet ain't racist, but definitely some people are. I mean, it just depends on who it is that you meet. And sometimes when you do meet people, you come into situations that it is that you've never experienced. And these are the situations on which it is I like to focus on on my podcast because life is always unpredictable. In the moment it is that you listen to this podcast and also exist, but every single moment afterwards for your children, it's going to be unpredictable. But if we do not supply them the skills that it that they need to deal with these unpredictable situations, then you know what we leave our children to be unpredictable themselves. So it falls on the parents. But when the parents neglect not only raising their children, but also subscribe to a system to where it is believable to do the most heinous acts to the children, what do you do with that? What do you do with this? There is no tire there. All right. There's what? Blood all over the car. Violation. I have a broken windshield and I'm missing a tire because some kids were shooting at my car. What looks like blood in there? It's not blood. It's deer meat. I had a big bag of, and there's a farm around here that does deer meat and hamburgers. Shotgun shells all over this. Yeah. Whoa, hold on. Now, there's two things going on. First of all, the audio is only good in one side. So it's not your speakers. It's this recording right here. That's why my voice came in on both speakers at this moment. But the police just now popped the trunk. And they popped the trunk of that lady's car that you heard talking. And there's a body in the trunk of her car. Holy we got a body. Yeah. All right, let's cover it. There is no tire there. All right. There's what? Blood all over the car. So they stopped her for I don't know what. I have no idea what they stopped this lady for. Um, but they pulled her over, and she was arrested for killing her son. And the body that was in the trunk of her car 
was her son's body. I mean, that's fucking impossible. You know, it's things like this that make me wonder about humanity sometimes. I mean, what what is she, what was she thinking about? I mean, you know, I don't mean to be hard on the ladies, but sometimes I, I have to ask questions. What the fuck was you thinking about? I mean, I'm not the only guy who's out there who has these questions, who have these queries, who want, uh, who who needs understanding. This guy also needs some understanding too. Yeah, I know you want to go out on a date because if I'm single and I'm dealing, I meet 10 different women, that just means... I'm going in my pocket 10 different motherfucking times. God damn. 10 times? 10 times 102. I'm sorry, brother. And nine of them ain't doing shit but going to a high-end restaurant just to take pictures for her competition, which is chicks. What the fuck are we getting out of the deal? Oh, my God. We ain't doing shit but just buying y'all food. Why? That's the only reason y'all there, to eat and drink. And a lot of you motherfuckers act like y'all got trauma because y'all drink like fucking alcoholics. And we ain't tripping because restaurants is my favorite thing. Not mine, shit. Not if I ain't fucking. But what I'm saying is, why do you think I'm pressed to fucking spend my money on you? I don't even fucking know you. What am I getting out the deal? I can't even get a good conversation. Wait a second, brother. Hold on, man. Hold on, man. Now, in her defense... Devil's advocate, I mean, you know, you gotta play the devil's advocate sometimes. Okay, um, in her defense, devil's advocate, are we really trying to get to know these ladies? Or or should should we get like one of those cards like that you get at the donut shop or or like one of those uh ice latte shots uh, uh shops to where they punch a hole in and like you gotta show this card to these chicks that you go out, like, yeah, if you go out with me like you you punch number nine. That means I'm going to punch your pussy. I mean, like, uh, I mean, are we really trying to get to know these ladies or are we just trying to knock something down? Like, we're going to have to be truthful both ways on both sides. You motherfuckers on your phone 24-7 waiting to leave to go, come on. <laughs> hey, my guy said waiting to leave. There's nothing worse than... Waiting to meet somebody that's waiting to leave. If y'all don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, really. What do you... I, I'm so glad that I don't... I, I don't have these... Pro, I mean, I, I don't have these problems. But then again, I'm not the only person who thinks about other people's problems. I mean, well, maybe I should take that back because I don't think that this lady is thinking about anybody's problems except for, shit, her own. Get me out of Jamaica because these niggas said they don't eat pussy and his lady don't respect him if you want him to eat pussy. Ziggy Marley, this why you paddling alone. Paddling alone. Paddling alone. Because you're not eating pussy! <laughs> You rather stay here to eat pussy. Why then you don't want a green card? Eat some pussy and get a green card. Eat some pussy, you're a millionaire. Eat some pussy.
Get me out of Jamaica because these niggas said they don't eat pussy. Well, I do. So you don't have to worry about that over here. Anyway, yeah, I mean, problems. We've all got a few fucking problems. I mean, who does, if you ain't got no problems, are you really living? I think she's got some problems too. Today I'm going to show you how to use lemon lemons pronouns in sentences. Hey. Shut the fuck up. Alrighty, and on to the next thing. Thank you, thank you for that hangover gang. Yeah, the, the, the what? We're gonna use who? Yeah, we're not even going to uh, re-examine that shit. But then again, I mean, some things you do have to listen to twice. Listen. This is Moonstone. Moonstone, say hi to David. Hey, Moonstone. Say, that's daddy number three. <laughs> what the fuck did she just say? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, why is you so happy? We got to talk about this. <laughs> Kayla's great. She's the same. She's beautiful. Same shape. Same exact energy. Same person. Oh, it's so good. Wait a second. Is it supposed to be a different person? What the fuck is going on here? Good to see you. So what's going on, fellas? Hey, what's man. Just chilling, just chilling. What are you doing now? Um, I produce and create music. Okay, mm. that's what's up. You and Kenya, you know, you guys were really in love and had a, an amazing relationship. And intense. then you guys went your separate ways. What do you feel that it is about now that brings you all back together? So my main thing is about money now. I decided, you know, I gotta take care of my mom, take care of my family in general. So I don't really have time to invest in a woman 100% no gotcha. more. But I still want, you know, affection and love. I feel like Kenya is the only one who can understand my life. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. The the this is coming from um, Black News page. This is she introduced her husband and boyfriend to her new boyfriend. Okay. Right now. I definitely feel like we have a stronger connection now that we can understand each other's perspectives. It just makes sense. I'm gonna take out Moonstone. You're okay here with the guy? This nigga's name is Moonstone? Shit. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we'll just chop it up. The three of us will just talk and oh, This is it going up. swell. Thank you. <laughs> I'm the luckiest woman on the planet. Pussy just to, just to, just to swap and just to, just just It's so nice that Tiger and Carl want to vet David. Like, what if a woman had a man to vet all of her new dates that she met online, to make sure he's cool, to talk to him, let him know what, to, what we expect here? Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if men had a few women just to vet the new bitch? Wouldn't you, hey, this is what we expect around here. I mean, hey, hey, I'm not being misogynistic at all. This is exactly what she just now said. I mean, if we want equality, we're going to have to ask for it across the board. This has to work for some guy across the country. If that is you, please DM me, send me a comment. Let me know what the fuck is really going on. You understand? That's like a privilege. Yes, very privileged you are. Here. <laughs> I'd be very cool. Alright. <laughs> oh my god! Baby! Baby! Oh, they reorganized 
the clips. This one should have been first. So I, I, I don't know how that works. I'm very, very interested. Um, Not in the sharing part, but in the sharing part. I, I mean, you know. Take <laughs> what it is that you want from my words. But you know what the fuck I mean. I mean, hey. Hey, I mean, to each its own and I shall not judge you for what the fuck it is that you say actually makes you happy. Just don't judge me for what I say makes me the same exact bubbly feeling inside of my stomach. I know one thing, when 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 people when people start to judge you and and and, and people put projections of their own internal not only perspective for you out there when they put that shit out there it can fuck you up it can it can definitely not only change the energy that you got going on in your day but it can definitely change how it is that you look at everybody else please listen to this last night my friend Kendra and I we were right right next door to this place had an amazing time but she pointed out this place called Woody's, Woody's Cheesesteaks, right? She said, they have an amazing veggie cheesesteak. I said, well, I'm going to be in the area. I'm going to go and get one. So I'm here to get one today. I'm all excited. I was like, you know, what are you having your cheesesteaks? And he was just like, oh, it's no use. It's all vegetables. And I said, all right, cool. I placed my order. What is your name? I said, Darlene. This joker put darky, D-A-R-K-Y. And I'm going to show you. He put darky for my name. And I saw it because, you know, I paid like through my phone on the. So it came up on, on the um, thing, darky. I'm like, why would you call me darky? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know your name is Darlene. I said, so why didn't you put Darlene? Why did you put Darky? And he was like, don't worry about it. It's just, that's just for me. I'm like, but it's, I don't want to be called Darky. So cancel my order and give me my money back. He says, I'm not doing that. I don't give money back. I don't give refunds. Look at that. And this is where he is. And I said, no, no, that's cool. Because y'all know I don't like, I'm not going to make a scene, but I was clearly upset. I'm not going to make a scene. When he called my name, he said, Darlene. I came up. I said, please give me my receipt. And he said, it's nothing. I mean, I just put D darky for my, just for me. I'm like, no, you put darky and I'm a black woman. That is extremely insensitive. And I asked you to change it. And you told me you wouldn't change it. I asked you to give me my money back because I don't even want the food. You said you don't give refunds. And he said, don't worry about all of that. I said, you know, 
had you been a little bit apologetic, had you shown a little bit of, of, of humanity in this, I wouldn't do what I'm about to do. But you got the right one, baby. You got the right one. I'm very sick of racism in this society. I'm sick of it. And I'm not going to allow this to go. I got to feel, I, I got to, and let me tell you something. It is, oh, I'm so mad. Darky, he can't even apologize. You tell me, take this food and go on? Really? No, I don't, I'm sorry. I just don't roll like that. I'm going to call the local news station because I am on the local news station. That's what he doesn't realize. I'm on Fox 5 Good Day Atlanta all the time. Okay? He got the right one today. I am sick of racism. It's on and popping, yo. So, when you guys see me post this, please forward this post. Because we cannot allow people to keep disrespecting us and getting away with it. I asked them for my money back. I don't give refunds. You're going to yell my name and then... Literally, when I walked out and asked for my receipt, don't worry about all of that. That ain't nothing. I just, I just, I said, I asked you to change it. I asked you to change it for me because it's offensive. Had you been a little bit more sensitive to this situation, I wouldn't do what I was about to do. But you got the right one, baby. I just need y'all's help. I'm about to post it and I'm going to ask you all. To help post it. I don't play them games. I'm sick of racism. They're going to stop this. Blessings to you guys. Peace, sister. Peace. I mean. And and it's. it's an, it's it, it never stops. You know. Uh, I didn't even go to her page. To, 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 to see if she went to post. Everything I, I do, I'm at her page right now. Let's see what happens. I calls for changes at a popular restaurant chain. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tracy Hutchins. And I'm Alan Devlin. It comes after a viral video where a woman claims a racial slur was written on her receipt. This is a story a lot of people are talking about all over social media today. Atlanta News First, Brittany Ford is live at Woody's Cheese Steaks in Buckhead. So, Brittany, the restaurant chain is calling this an honest mistake. Well, Alan, they are, and I can tell you the woman this happened to, she isn't buying it. She's now looking to take legal action. I just had a very racist situation just happen to me right here in Buckhead. In this now viral video, Darlene McCoy highlighted her recent experience at the Woody's cheesesteak in Buckhead. Look at this. What does that say? You say darky? McCoy, a popular radio personality and gospel singer, says after placing her order, the employee typed this on her receipt instead of her name. Why would you call me darky? McCoy goes on to explain the employee refused to change it or give her a refund. She's obviously very traumatized by this. She's not enjoying any of this. She has since taken on the help of attorney James Walker, demanding the employee be fired and for staff to undergo immediate diversity training. We hope that the owner will look at this as a teaching moment 
Woody sent this statement apologizing, explaining in part an internal investigation was conducted where they found the incident resulted by mistake. The restaurant chain says a refund was issued and they are actively working to ensure it doesn't happen again. Moving forward. You put darky and I'm a black woman. That is extremely insensitive. Walker says they'll be taking the necessary steps to ensure changes are made. We hope that the noise that we see on social media will shake them up enough to go fix all three of their stores. That is so cold-blooded that, you know, the attorney, the attorney gave the, uh, the credit to the internet, but he called it noise as if in you know, if you were a little bit louder and you made a little bit more noise, you might make people, you know, a little bit more uncomfortable, except for addressing the fact that we ask for so much inclusion in this time right now when we still not have included the fact that there are unpaid debts. The fact that there have been unaddressed, taught hatred. There has been so many different ways that the systemic hatism in, in, in hater, I mean, the original hater is, you say the rest. It could be me. It could be you. It could be somebody else. But the original hater is beyond any concept of conversation because they have pinned the motherfucking society against each other. It, 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 I mean, when th this guy, and I'm pretty sure it's a guy who did this shit, this guy must know the owner, is related to the owner. Somebody in Atlanta knows the true motherfucking story. Please get at me about this shit. I know that this guy is related in some form or fashion to the owner or the family or some shit like that, or else they would have fired his motherfucking ass. They said that they did an internal investigation. They should have asked conducted by whom and can we speak to them and what were their findings you see i'm not even a journalist but those are just questions that should come naturally when people say that they have conducted an investigation because when they say that they have conducted an investigation that usually means that they have concluded that investigation when they are still conducting an investigation, they say that they cannot talk about an investigation because the shit is still open. So what I'm saying is this. Ask questions. This shit right here is unforgivable. Um, this happened at Woody's Cheesesteaks, and that's on 45 um, Irby Ave Northwest on June 23rd of this year, 2023, in Atlanta, Georgia, on 3.28 p.m., and the guy who did this to Darlene, his name is Alexander. You could reach Woody's Cheese Steaks at area code 404-844-1100.
404-844-1212. Once again, that's area code 404-844-1112. Ask to speak for Alexander and ask him about that special pastry cheesecake that they just came out with. You know, the one that's made with sheetrock and mayonnaise and a little bit of uh, sauerkraut and cauliflower. You ask Alexander about that. I mean, that, that, that this is a terrible story, and I'm trying to make light of it as much uh, as much as I can, but shit, I, I really can't. I mean, the guy, he's, fucking, he's a fucking racist. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about that shit. And most people don't even understand that they have been programmed because they don't understand programming. Now, if you don't understand programming, then you actually don't understand what it is that you're absorbing. Most of the time, people eat shit, and they don't even understand what the fuck it is they're absorbing either. Thank God I have enough time in my life to find clips like this to share with people like you. Sandwich. Nor the one from Chick-fil-A. Go look on the website. On the Popeye's chicken website, there are 40 ingredients in that chicken sandwich. That's fucking impossible. Hold on. There's only like fucking, uh, excuse me, excuse me, honorable. There's only like six things on the sandwich. So how is there 40 different ingredients in a six-item sandwich? And out of the 40 ingredients in the Popeye's chicken sandwich, 33 of them are man-made chemicals. That's fucking impossible. Go and look on the Chick-fil-A website. There's 55 ingredients in a chicken sandwich. And 35 of them are man-made chemicals. You not eating no chicken sandwich. You eating a chemical sandwich with a little bit of chicken. This is a mind blow. I posted a similar video a couple weeks ago about the, all the chemicals in McDonald's. 19 chemicals, uh, 17 of which are banned in Europe. Um, so here we go again, 35 chemicals in a chicken sandwich. I'm sure it's at all fast food joints. Look up the uh, World Economic Forum's Agenda 21. Papa. It'll point this out. Grandson, hold on. Being poisoned through our water, through our food. It runs deep. So let me know what you think in the comments. Drop a follow if you haven't already. And check out my podcast, please. It's uh, There's a link in my bio. And his podcast is And Another Thing with Dave. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Peace out. Stay safe. Peace, dude. But yes, I mean, it's amazing what it is that they have gotten away with for so long under the guise of, you know, just good, good business. You know, I, who would think that they would be trying to poison you? I mean, with that, that, why would they try to poison you? Yes, you. You like those motherfucking McNuggets. Don't you love them? They, they, they taste good. They're so crispy. Why do they taste so good? Why aren't there ever any bones in the McNuggets? And then somebody in the background talking, because they shred the meat up and make sure that you don't have to deal with that kind of shit when you bite into that McDonald's crispy juiciness. No, motherfucker. That shit is not real food. It is 
Kimmy cows, Kimmy coals, whatever the fuck it is that you want to call it. It is not good for your body. It is not good for your soul. I mean, 40-something chemicals in a six-item sandwich. I don't, I don't. I don't even know where to go with with some shit like that. I mean, don't don't think that I do not have content. I mean, there is some shit on here that if I play it, you won't believe it. Because when I saw this, I didn't believe it either. Watch. Oh, no, no, no. You can't see. Listen. His body rejecting the water, y'all. So y'all remember my homeboy Flynn from yesterday who ain't drank water in two years? Wait a second. I don't remember Flynn, and we didn't talk to each other yesterday. But you said this motherfucker ain't drank no water in two years? I called him a motherfucker. You're damn right I did. I know he didn't fuck somebody's mama. I know it's a kid walking around right now, and he had sex with that guy's mother. And that doesn't mean that he's the daddy, though. That just means... That he's a motherfucker, but he ain't drank no water in two years. His piss must look like antifreeze. I gotta take a deep breath. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? I ain't drunk water in two years. Oh my god. Yeah, we got him drinking that water today. Look at him taking it down. You done? Oh. <laughs> and as you can see, he had to throw it up, but I still got him taking it down. He doing all right though. I ain't even think he was gonna do this good, cause you know it's been a long time since he done had some water. Hey, you still got some more to drink, my boy. <laughs> His body rejecting the water, y'all. Mm -mm -mm. So y'all remember my homeboy Flynn from yesterday who ain't drank water in two years? But his body was rejecting it. But hey, you know where that water go in, it gotta come out one way or another. You see him running through the hallways. The bathroom door was locked, so he had to go to the front to plead with them to, to let him in. Boom, they let him in. Y'all eat threw up. And then again, the man threw up again. <laughs> man, this man had to pee so bad right here. Look at him. You can see the passion in his face as he's talking to this brother. He had to convince the brother to let him in because they had the door locked. But they let him in. Then when my guy finally came out of the bathroom, he said he ain't never seen his pee look so clear. So after his body kept rejecting the water again and peeing and throwing up and peeing, my boy Flynn finally, finally, finally got to the bottom of that bottle and completed what he said he was gonna do if y'all left a hundred comments my boy Flynn it's been two long years bro but finally you're hydrated god damn Flynn shit I mean they put the mission passed from Grand Theft Auto up on the screen because I mean think about it sheesh I mean I think that guy's back was hurting later on that night I mean Shit. I mean, you know, you got to drink water. No matter who you are, you could be a man, you could be a woman, you need to hydrate yourself. Where is my bottle of water at? Let me get my bottle of water while you listen to this. Ladies, stop vaping. Did you know that vaping can make your vagina extra dry? The nicotine in vapes can block blood flow to your vagina. Whoa. Affecting arousal and the wetness of your vagina. Did you know that vaping can make... Yeah, I had to play it twice. Listen. ...your vagina extra dry? Ooh, she got that dry dry. The nicotine in vapes can block blood flow to your vagina. She got that sandpaper. Affecting arousal and the wetness of your vagina. Did you... 
Oh, we can't do it three times, man. Goodness gracious. Whew. Hey, man, if you deal with a girl that bait, man, and you be wondering why she be drying up, that, that, that might be a reason, you know, and I didn't make it up. That's just a fact, and you already know how I feel about facts. Usually during the show, I get to talking about exactly how big and small and ugly and tall and all that. Ah. No, today we're going to end the show with some facts. I don't know if this is the way to die or don't tell you the truth. I just know that this guy from Instagram, the page Morbid Facts, he's phenomenal. I'm not even sure if I played this Morbid Fact before, but I know for a fact that you're going to enjoy it if I did. Let's run it. Morbid Facts, part 64. 19-year-old Australian Sam Ballard was a star rugby player until he was dared to eat a garden slug at a team party. The slug ended up infecting him with a devastating condition called rat lungworm. Whoa. Rat lungworm. What the fuck is that, dude? Which paralyzed him from the neck down and eventually killed him eight years later. Co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous Bill Wilson was denied after begging for whiskey on his deathbed and died 36 years sober. That's fucking impossible. Wait a second now. So the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous was on his deathbed after creating a group that right now has basically been co-opted for every single bad experience that happens when you take over-the-counter depressants for your situations or expressants, as I would like to call them, alcohol. Um, this guy created that foundation, and on the bed where he would die at, they denied him a shot of whiskey. Downright despicable. A doctor chronicled the progression of Alzheimer's disease in one of his patients by collecting her signatures on medical forms over the years. The Four Penny Coffin was one of the first homeless shelters created by the Salvation Army in the late 19th century. For four pennies, you could receive food and shelter and sleep in a coffin-sized wooden box with a tarp. Whoa. I bet you. I bet you. I hate to say this. I, the, the idea of that probably came from somebody saying, well, if they die, I mean, they're already in the box. Continue. An 18-year-old girl from Alaska was encouraged to murder her best friend by a boy she met online who claimed to be a multi-millionaire. She then convinced four others to help her so that they could split a $9 million prize. It ended up being a total scam perpetrated by a mentally disabled man in Indiana. Good facts. Part wow. What? So... Some teenager was online and met a stranger who told her, I got the bag. All you got to do is let me be your best friend. Yeah, I'm going to be your best bud. You, you ever seen that movie, Chucky? Yeah, yeah, we're friends to the end. First of all, what you got to do, though, is you got to go in there and kill Andy. Go in there and murk that motherfucker, and then we can sell the seeds together. I don't know what the fuck this guy told this teenager girl, but she was so convinced that she convinced four more motherfuckers to help her 
murder her best friend. And they all sitting in jail right now as I talk. Oh, fuck them all. Fuck them off. I hope somebody is fucking with you. Goodness gracious. It's Saturday. You're welcome. The content creator is back. Now, it does not take a lot to support the show. When you see one of my videos, hit the like button. Hit the heart thing. That way, the more likes let people know that it's likable. It's not hard. Right now, you can hit the like button. You can like, you can share, and if you've never hit that subscribe button, you can do that also. I would greatly appreciate that. Every single one of these podcasts are recorded in one sitting. There is no go-backs. There are no redos, and I did not plot nor plan anything it is that you hear on any of the podcasts. Please do whatever it is that you need to do to get through. Do not hurt anybody in the process. You do not need to become a redistribution service of hurt and pain to get your pleasure and gain, man. I just made that up. You can use it. Last, indefinitely, not least, every single one of these podcasts is dedicated to the life, love, legacy, and memory of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you. And baby, I ain't gonna even say nothing about no searches no more. It's done. We out of here. This is Justice, and this is my peace.